<clears throat> Over the next five weeks, we're going to be focusing on five topics. And uh, we've had feedback from a number of you that you like to have topics and that you like to follow a theme and that we've had a time where we've had plenty of standalones, um, which in actual fact, God the Holy Spirit quite clearly steered uh, as each week led on from the previous. And although it wasn't humanly organised, God had gone before us and prepared the way. It's always good to go back to basics. And I've also had, we've had feedback from a number of folk listening faithfully via podcast. And may I encourage you as you listen and thank those who orchestrate this process and ensure that it happens. Most of all, we'd like to thank each one of you here in person, not just this Sunday, but for every Sunday that you come. As the weeks go by, we were talking about it on Wednesday, the three, we three, and we are absolutely thrilled and uh, overwhelmed by such a great body of folk that keep rocking up every Sunday. We are so thankful for each one of you. There's strength when we come together. There's a synergy that happens when we are together that can't happen when you're on your own. Last Sunday was of great blessing. If you weren't here, you missed it. <laughs> but you're here for today. But it was great. A great word, a sense of the Holy Spirit amongst us with words in tongues and gifts of interpretation, all to build the body of believers. We had food, the children ate, the adults ate, many stayed, that normally you would be too shy to stay. But we're so glad that you did. We had just the right amount of food with very little waste. Many were tidying up, putting the auditorium back, cleaning, mopping, emptying bins, ministering to one another, praying for one another. We dwell together. God blesses us when, we develop in, when we're developing a culture where we choose to spend time together with one another. And we're thrilled that you came and stayed. Over the next five weeks, in the mornings, we're covering these doctrines, principles of our beliefs. God is three in one. That's what we're doing today. Then we're doing Jesus is fully God. We're saved by faith. There's life after death. And the Bible is God's word. In the evenings, as Joe's already mentioned, we have Worship Central. And on, a f on week five will be February the 7th, where we'll be hosting the Room One Project, as, as Joe's explained, set up by Ben Dean from the Community Church. And they will come and lead our Worship Central. On the three evenings services in the middle, the 17th, the 21st and the 31st in January, we are calling each one of you to come in the evening. We are choosing to seek, ask and knock. Those of you with Holy Spirit giftings, we want you to come ready to serve. Prophets, pick up your ears. Those of you with gifts of tongues, and interpretation and discernment. If you don't have these gifts, then why don't you ask the Heavenly Father and come expectant for the Holy Spirit to release gifting amongst us? You know, for people like, as Andre shared this morning, you know, 
unless we're prepared to come and offer something, you know, we need to be open to God and be willing to be a servant. The whole point of these gifts are to build up the individuals and the church. They are to encourage and sometimes offer warning. We're calling you to come as a church. We have things that we need to ask God for. We need workers in the field, ministries released, and we need wisdom as we move forward, a release of his salvation and his presence among all people and our activities and events. We aim to steer these ourselves as elders and to meet in the cafe with an unplugged worship. So these will not be podcasted. Please come, let us dwell in God's presence and we focus on God's word, pray and seek to see what he has to say to us. Word, prayer and praise. Ask, seek, knock. So that's the notice over. At our service today, what we're focusing on this morning is God three in one. And my task is to look at this. We've recently covered this in youth. Those of you young people, do you remember? We did three in one. I'm not going to ask them to respond because they might go, no, I remember. (laughs) We believe in the unity of the one true and living God who is the eternal self-existent I am who also revealed himself as one being coexisting in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Some would say this is so obvious, and I don't understand why we're covering this again. But just remember, we've had lots of changes and movement, not only in our church, but in our personal lives, in society and as a nation, and also globally. And each of these things challenge us and cause us to test and question our faith and rearrange what we think. And so some of that is a result of God speaking to us and renewing our mind and our thinking. And anyone knows, if you're a finance person, the way that you check what you're doing and how you're doing is to go to the numbers and see how they balance. Isn't that right, Rob? And you check and balance to make sure that it all works out. Essentially, what we want to do is come back together as a family and check our foundation is right. Has anyone ever played Jenga? Anyone ever played Jenga? Oh, how, how many people love Jenga? How many have never played it? Oh, you are missing out. So what happens is, if you can see in the uh, first picture at the top, um, you have three little slots of wood and then it goes the other way and then three and then the other way. Okay? All in different ways, different patterns, all the way up in a big tower. Those of you that have played Jenga, I'm really sorry, that this is, but we've got to keep everybody up. The idea is, is that you have to pull out a piece of the wood without the thing falling down. Is that right, Andre? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so if you look at the picture with the little lad, can you see that he's taking the middle ones out? Because that's the safe one to take out, isn't it? You take all those of you that have played it before 
and don't want to lose, you take the middle ones out first. Because if you take the middle, if you take the ones all at the bottom, if you see the bottom picture, then it's just left on one precarious piece and the tower just falls over. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> so you wouldn't go for taking the bottom ones out, the foundational ones. So when we're talking about going back to our, our, our fundamentals of our, uh, of our basic doctrines, that's why. Because we want to make sure that it just doesn't all topple over and that we know what we think we're doing and that we've grappled with our faith. Because once it topples over, the game's over. It's time over today and the coming weeks to check your foundational level, your core beliefs. We're called at times to state what our beliefs are and what we stand for. You know, sometimes when you have to make a stand and you have to say, this is what I actually think. But first of all, we need to see what it says in the Bible. So... If you've got your Bibles or your iPads or your phone apps or whatever else you've got, will you turn to 1 Kings 8, verse 27? Now, uh, I thought the, the children were going to be in, but they've managed to sort out a film. So if I've got any of our young people that can find this scripture, then that would be fab. Are they looking? 1 Kings... Chapter 8, verse 27. So it's in the Old Testament. It's one kings, two kings. You can always look in the contents. That's what I always say. If you've got an app, then it's cheat, isn't it? Because you just type it in. <laughs> who, who used to have the tabs on the side of their Bible? Did anyone ever have the tabs? Yeah, who had the Bibles with the little thumb things out that they used to they used to get, but then you had to remember how to spell because it was only the first three letters. Otherwise, you would it was okay. Have we got somebody? Come on, Ian, will you read it for us? But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain you. How much less this temple which I have built. God cannot be contained. He is huge. Flip to Genesis chapter 1. This is dead easy. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. I wonder whether you could read this one. Then God said, let us make mankind of our, in our image, in our likeness, so that they may ru rule of the, over the fish in the sea. Wonderful. Let us make man in our own image. So in other words, we look like him. <laughs> when you look in the mirror, whether you're related 
or slightly despondent. <laughs> you look like him. He created you. Could you turn to Isaiah 48 and verse 12? It's great hearing the rustling of the Bible. Such a great sound. <laughs> okay, I'm going to read this. Listen to me. Now in there, there's some different names, but maybe if you re when you're reading it in your Bible, you put your own name in there. So if it was Becky, listen to me, Becky, whom I called. I am he. I am the first and the last. My hand laid the foundation of the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand forth together. Assemble, all of you, and listen. Draw near to me. Hear this. From the beginning, I have not spoken in secret. From the time it came to be, I have been there. Now the Lord God has sent me. And his spirit, thus says the Lord, the Redeemer, O Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. He was there right from the very beginning. When you consider the Trinity first, there are so many scriptures that we could go through this morning, but I challenge you to do this at home. Please get a study Bible if you haven't got one with perhaps a simple commentary in the bottom section of the page. Be careful of the internet. As so much can be put on the internet and you need to be wise. Who's written it and what is their motive? You could use the AOG website, for instance. I've put that up so you could see. There's a page there where it says about what our beliefs are, what the values are of the AOG churches. Trusted organisations, go to those. Where you can see here that when you type it into Google, that's what you get. You get Bible voice verses that can help you and point you to the Bible. So we believe that there is only one God. And only one. And which does not make us popular. But that's what the Bible says. John chapter 14, verse 6. I wonder whether you could turn to that. It says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I've read around the subject. And obviously in my application for ministry status, had to submit essays. And most of you know that I'm not a theologian. <laughs> but I am in relationship with God. And I've experienced his word and his presence from when I first invited him into my life. I've experienced his love, his personality, his strength, his power, his might for the past 39 years. And I still cannot fathom him. But you know what? 
I'm not meant to. God created the heavens and the earth. And space is a hot topic at the moment, isn't it? In our news, thanks to Major um, Tim Peake. And I can't fathom space and the galaxies and the impact on us as individuals. I specialise in critical care as a profession and I'm constantly blown away by the way God created us with compensatory mechanisms and systems in place that back up and take over in case of failure. The resolve of the human character and personality and the combination of the mind and physical body, these things blow me away. irrelevant of my faith, purely based on my profession, nobody could convince me that humankind has evolved or come about from a big bang theory. We are as a result of our master builder in Lego terms, a designer, God. Our God, three in one. I've grappled with what to share with something that essentially I came to the conclusion that I have nothing clever up my sleeve to reveal with wonder other than to state the fact. There is nothing new under the sun. And that's okay because God, as we read in, in Isaiah that we've just read, was there at the beginning and he'll be there at the end and he is here in our present time and in our presence. Part of me feels as though so many of you, you know, when you, you have three or four-year-olds in your presence and they ask so many questions that it's felt like you're with the Wriggler from, uh, from Batman and you end up saying, because I said so. You ever felt like that? Why, 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 why? Because I said so. And you know what? <laughs> my only perspective, as my head has been bent out of shape this week and the other weeks, is I can say, because the Bible says so. <laughs> Last week, Grace was grappling with her science curriculum. And uh, she's currently moving on to compounds in chemistry. And as we were walking away from Andre, um, Massey, as he'd been helping her, because he's a chemistry um, teacher and science teacher, Andre said, yes, chemistry is so difficult. I was thinking, hmm. Because he said, and these are his words that he said, you can't see it. It's like a liquid in a jar. Whereas with physics or biology, you can see something three-dimensional. And so it's easier to understand. And in that moment, I thought, yes, that's it. When it comes to God, we understand a certain amount and then we just completely lose it. And we lose our focus again. And God wants us to readjust and you know, there are several ways we can describe the fact that God exists in three persons. Um, there's, I've got very simple ones. You remember the egg? Have you ever been told the egg? Uh, the egg, the demonstration of the three in one, which is uh, the shell and then uh, the uh, yolk 
And then the, white, the albumin, which is the white bit, isn't it? So that's one demonstration. Another one is uh, C.S. Lewis's of a concept of space, of three-dimensional living, of the fact of you have like a line and then it actually creates a box that you can see and then it turns into a three-dimensional. And uh, that's another one. I have to say my favourite is the compound H2O. See, Andre. H2O. So, Gabe, do you want to explain what this is then? Can you tell me? Can you remember? No. Anyone, anyone of our science kids in? Oh, come on, Matthias, what is it? One part hydrogen, two parts oxygen. No. Two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen. I should have asked you, shouldn't I, uh, Abby? You're the science geek. <laughs> okay, so that's a compound. Now, when you see that, you think, mm, uh-huh, okay. It's very interesting. Mm. But it comes in three distinct forms. And I'm sure I'm really teaching the granny to suck eggs about this but it comes in three distinct forms. The first is obviously a solid, a liquid, and a vapour. But their original compound remains the same, which is H2O. Oh, dropped it. So when you look at uh, the solid, the solid is ice. And you've seen a picture on there about ice, who likes ice cubes? Who always asks for ice cubes when they have a drink? I do. Yeah. Some of them go, no, it waters my drink down. Um, and then we've got liquid, which is water. Vapour, which is a steam. God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, each one distinct, separate, and yet they are the same. God. I realise that over time and in my life, at different Different times I have needed each of the Trinity in different times and seasons. With H2O, when we're in the middle of a heat wave, you really want your ice in drinks. You want it in a solid form. It has a massive impact on you. You feel better. When you wake up after an operation or if you've been ill, the first thing anyone wants without question irrelevant of its temperature, is they want water. When you're struggling to breathe because of a chest problem, because, be it a cold, be it a child with croup, or a long-standing long problem, the thing that works and is a first-line treatment is a water vapour via a nebulizer. You can see the old... The old tail was you can see the the mask on the side yeah under the vip on your screen and the other one is the old bowl with a uh, hot water and you put a towel over your head is that right yeah they're all going yes oh i remember that yeah we used to do that in the hospital oh it's all become too, far too technical now but we used to do things like that and as you breathe it in suddenly it starts to get easier and it loosens 
the stuff that's on your chest. And suddenly you can, you feel so much better. It, or if you've got a croupy baby in the bathroom, hot taps on, all the doors shut, no fan on for a steam bathroom treat. The same is so in our lives. Different times and seasons, we need to experience the love of the Father. We need the revelation of the Son and the guidance and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Three persons, completely different, but one God. Yet when we're abandoned and alone, we long for the comforting words of our Good Shepherd. We're uplifted and reassured as the Holy Spirit washes over us and we sense his presence. When we're standing with our dreams in tatters at our feet, we need the strength of our Heavenly Father, able to save, faithful throughout the generations, unchanging. The three work in perfect harmony with one another, not competing against one another, neither feeling left out, unlike our statement in life. What do we always say? Two's company. When we look at the relationship we could most associate it with is often sibling relationship. But if you glance at the first sibling relationship with Cain and Abel, it didn't go well. In Genesis, it was poisoned with jealousy and anger with their siblings, a sense of work, one working harder than the other, one having lighter duties than the other, meant that it was a comparison between Cain and Abel, and it was disastrous. God demonstrates what it is to work in unity, preferring one another, Allowing each to minister with no comparison, no jealousy, pride or selfish ambition, operating in humility, grace and love. Jesus tells of the love of the Father wanting to save the world and so sending his only son. The son tells of the comforter that will enable us to do great things in Jesus' name, of how the Holy Spirit will help and guide us in our journey. The Holy Spirit gets our attention, makes us stop, pause, look, listen. The Holy Spirit sends waves up and down our body to inform us of our, his presence the Holy Spirit prompts us to share, trust, hope, believe. The Father prepares the structure. He shares his love. He tells Noah to build a boat. He gets Moses to speak up and speak out. He ensures that Esther saves a race, and he sets the scene at Bethlehem. What an incredible example to us all for life, for marriage, for work, and ministry. God is encouraging us not to be focused on ourselves, but preferring one another and serving one another. God is love. 
And anyone listening in on our message today should hear his love, his gentleness, his patience, his grace, his faithfulness, and his hope. I've got two scriptures that I want to share with you. And then we're coming to a close. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, if you could turn to it. That would be great. Those of you that are stewards, if you could possibly go and if there's any youth rallying around, could you just go and find them and encourage them back into the main building? That would be great. I don't know if there's any in the cafe. Thank you. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 starts at verse 4 and it says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. But it is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but it rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, and hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. In 1 John chapter 4, it says, starting with verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested towards us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. In this, his love, not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation of our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us. Because he has given us of his spirit. And we've seen and testify that the Father has sent the Son as Saviour of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we've known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Do you want to invite God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit into your life to take control? Not a little bit. Not the small amount that you are prepared to give him, but the whole. Are you prepared to sacrifice what you want to do 
trusting him to fulfill your needs and desires. Jesus died for you. Would you die to self for him? Are you prepared to give him your all and let yourself be used? Are you a risk taker? I'm just going to pause and we're just going to pray. I believe that there might be individuals that just need to take an opportunity to recommit themselves or to ask God for the first time and invite him in. Let's just pray. If you want to ask God, three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit into your life to be absolutely sure that you know he's ruling over you and your life, then I want you to look up at me and I will pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we pray for these folk that want to know that they know that you are their God, that you are their Father, their Son, the Son and the Holy Spirit in their life. Pray that you would be their Lord of all, their Saviour, their Good Shepherd, their faithful Rock, their Comforter and their Guide. Lord, I pray that you would speak into their hearts and into their minds. Give them reassurance, Lord, I pray. May this be the start of their journey, the start of a new leg in their journey. Give them confidence and reassurance that they are yours and you are theirs. We ask it in your name. Amen. You know, we've got a generation prepared to give their lives for a cause young people killing themselves and others, passionate for a cause. An article has been published, and Pete Baker, the head of Pays, was distributing it, saying, and it talks about why young people are leaving church youth groups. Young people don't want games and entertainment. They want something to live for. They want something to die for. In the First and Second World War, we had men and women who had a cause worth fighting for. If you are 20 or under, can you please stand to your feet? If you are 20 years or old or under, 
stand to your feet. Now, I'm not doing it to embarrass you or humiliate you. Currently, we have a youth group full with young people reading the Bible and praying for one another and for their lives. We've got more boys than girls. Those that are standing, some of them are in the youth group, not all of them. Some of you aren't. But you need to know, young people, the reason that I have asked you to stand is that as a church, we are so thankful that you come. Aren't we, church? We are so thankful that you come week in and week out. We know that at times you are bored with our services. We know that at times you think that you just drone on and on and on. And are you ever going to shut up? We know that. But we are so thankful that you are here. We are so thankful that you come to youth, those of you that come. We are so thankful for what you are doing in your lives. We are so thankful for each one of you. And you know what? We pray for you. We pray for your lives. We pray for you at school. We pray for you at college. We pray for you in all of your circumstances. You need to understand that in 20 years' time, some of you will be leading churches, supporting churches. Some of you will be leading professionals, working in local government, public service. You might have your own business. You may be married with families of your own. Be sure that you give your life for God's cause because he loves you. And we're going to be the old cronies that are in your churches. Is it okay if we pray for our young folk? If you've got a young person around you, and I know they've not all stood, then can we pray for them? Would you stand and would you, let's just take a couple of minutes as we pray for them, pray blessing over them, pray blessing over their life. These young people cope with such an enormous amount in the generation that we live today. They go into a war field every time they go to school and college and on the bus. We need to pray for them. There's Chloe and Demi over there. You can just go and pray for them. Lay your hands on them. Don't overpower them, but just pray. Let's just pray, and then I'll, fin I'll finish praying, okay? Uh, I'm also aware that there are people that have grown-up children that uh, they're either not here, and uh, your heart aches. And... Um, if that's for you, and that's something that you would like, we're going to take a moment where we are going to pray for people's kids that aren't here. Or for young people that are in your families or close to your heart that you really want to pray for. Um, 
if that's if you've got somebody can you just raise your hand and others will come and stand around you and we're going to pray for these older children that may not necessarily be in church at the moment okay you need to guys you need to look for the hands there are hands around and we are going to pray for these kids these young people they are there's some there's mike over there okay there's eric at the back there's dave Come on, we need to move. Kids, you know how to pray, don't you? you have, you've been prayed for. You go and pray for other people. That's how it works. We are praying for grown-up children that they're not in church and you, want, you just want them prayed for. There's no harm in that. Okay? Okay, I'm going to pray. Yeah? Somebody may pray. We pray for each one. For those of, that are in this room, and for those that are not in this room but are older children, Lord, we come before you and we ask. As you are our God, our three-in-one, our Father, Lord, our Saviour, and Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray that you would move in might and in power. We pray that you would bring a revelation, a revelation of yourself to these ones that are, are not here but parents are here or loved ones are here, we pray that you would bring a revelation of yourself. Lord, I pray that you would, in, you would intervene, bring people into their path, orchestrate what happens. We pray for those that are here, those young ones that are here, we pray that you would protect them and guide them and lead them. Lord, I pray that you would you would help us, help us to be examples, to be role models. Lord, may we be passionate for you. Bless our generations to come. For those that are in the children's work, our tiny ones, Lord, I pray that you would watch over them, hover over them, Lord, we pray. We ask it in your mighty name. Amen. We've got a song that we're going to sing. It's a new song. I'm hoping that you'll really like it. It's called The Creed. And uh, we thought we weren't going to be able to sing it this morning because we really could not get it together. Um, but uh, it's a great song. And it's basically the statement of our faith. And sometimes it's a bit like, you know, where you have to just say who you are, what you believe and what you stand for. And this song, I'm really praying, will just, just attach itself to your heart. And as we walk through over the next five weeks, there'll be something that you'll just, you'll be sick of singing it. Not because we'll be doing it every single week, but uh, because it'll be in your head. Let's stand, shall we, and sing. <laughs> 